Welcome to the podcast series, Here for the Horses, presented by Racing Victoria. In each episode, we'll be discovering how Victorian racing is progressing as a leader in equine care. Your host, Marie McEwen. Welcome to another episode of Here for the Horses. In this episode, we'll discuss how technology can help prepare a horse for racing and the science behind it. Training racehorses is traditionally a stopwatch and binoculars setup, along with the trainer's eye. But over the past few years, trainers have really embraced the different types of technology available to help them learn and understand their horse's movement, stride length, fitness levels and recovery. And a couple of trainers really at the forefront of understanding and embracing this technology are Kieran Ma and David Eustace. Today's guest is Katrina Anderson and she is the Head of Sports Science for the Ma Eustace team. Katrina, thanks for joining us. Firstly, tell us about your background and how you came to be involved with this sports science. Thanks for having me. Uh, I grew up on a farm in New Zealand. My parents had an adjustment property and the love of horses and racing started from a young age. Uh, Following high school, I actually was lucky enough to get an athletic scholarship and travelled over to New York where I completed a a Bachelor of Science in Biology and Sports Science. Um, it ended up in Australia sort of following athletics and it was actually through a a Google search I wanted to sort of further my education and I actually searched uh, Racehorse Research Melbourne and that's what led me to the Equine Injury Prevention Program at University of Melbourne which is actually funded by Racing Victoria and yeah so I completed a Masters in Veterinary Science under Chris Whitten who is an expert in uh, all, all things orthopaedic conditions in horses and is renowned for all of his work in the musculoskeletal injury area and it was incredible to work and under him and I learned so much and I think that's where I sort of got like, through that expertise it sort of gave me a, a real drive to be able to make a difference in this area with my background in sports science and also my passion for horses and sort of combine that and then yeah the opportunity came through Karen who I'd met years prior and actually did my research uh, at Karen's stable. That's how I collected my data for my master's. And, you know, we'd have all these conversations about sports science and what was happening in other sports and how we could bring it together and train horses. Karen would always say, why? Like, why do we train the horses this way? And, yeah, so one thing led to another and the opportunity came for me to sort of, yeah, start like a sports science division at Karen my racing and, yeah, and that's where we are today. Wow, it's a really niche area. I'm sure there's not many people like yourself out there that have that blend of understanding the horse, but also the, the sports science behind it. Yeah, I sort of feel like the role was sort of made for me. But yeah, we've, we've come a long way since I started, that's for sure. And tell us about your team. There's a number of different analysts. Yeah, so beginning, it was just uh, myself and also uh, Romy, who is now working at the Hayes, doing a sort of similar role. And yeah, we've developed, we've put a lot of uh, investment and time into developing, you know, the technology that we use. We have a team of five, so specifically in sports science. We have Ben Clark in Ballarat, who actually started on the ground and always showed a real interest in the data and also has a running background like myself. So he works at Ballarat. We have Trent Watkinson in at Cranbourne and he is the performance analyst there. And then our head of data and performance, Josh Kalick kavanagh and Bailey McIntyre, who does our data and modelling sort of automation. And, yeah, we've put 
a lot of investment into the sort of data infrastructure and making like a central uh, dashboard where all of the data from every area goes and that's also heavily used by Karen and David themselves so we're sort of trying to make that uh, accessible by them and they can actually make the decisions also using that that central dashboard. And obviously Kieran and Dave recognise the importance of sports science and to help understand their horses a lot better and they've made a huge investment with the different technologies and things that they use. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, it wasn't always this way. Obviously, Kieran always saw the value in it, but actually implementing that change from such a traditional and in such a traditional sport where things have been done the same way for so many years you know there was that pushback at the start and it was really and I even when I talked to David about it today he he says he doesn't know why he sort of resisted it when he has seen the way sports science has helped improve other sports but it was sort of like a no-brainer really and now I don't think David could live without the data he loves it. (laughs) And without giving too much away, how does the technology you use work? So on uh, track work, the horses wear a tracking device. It's sort of like a wearable. It goes on the girth, which records uh, their heart rate and their recovery through the workout. They have a GPS, so you get your sectional splits, your max speed, and then you have your locomotion data. So stride length, stride frequency, sort of how the horse accelerates away from the track the horses do a lot of work on the treadmill these days so they wear a polar heart rate strap so we get the the complete heart rate through you know interval training and and their gallop work on the treadmill and we also take a lot of lactate measurements as well on the treadmill and have you noticed a change with Kieran and Dave with all this data about the way that they train like have they changed anything with this new technology yeah for sure i think the biggest thing is now they know exactly what horses are doing and when you've got so many horses across so many different locations, they have a real understanding of exactly what a horse is getting out of a particular workout and also how each horse is handling their progression. So I think the training is much more individualised and I think we've been able to sort of um, yeah, optimise the, the load and the actual management across weeks and I think... Yeah, it's, it's just much more individualised and then that's where you're seeing those uh, improvements, I think. And tell us about some of the information that you see that might relate to, say, a horse changing stride length and what that might relate to making a decision for Kieran and Dave. Yeah, well, when you get a you get so much data on one horse, it really creates quite a, a profile for that individual and it's amazing how... Uh, re- repeatable the the measurements are for a particular horse you really get quite a a tight fit for their their stride length or their their normal recovery and so when you get an outlier it's usually quite alarming and so that information would be flagged to David and Karen uh, the other uh, assistant trainers and then that horse will be will trot up will have a proper investigate the the outlier and then the decision will be made and that may be that the horse needs to have some time off they might go to our other training locations we're really lucky we've got uh, the beach location and our Fingal property where they have the deep sand work which is really good for those horses that do feel their action a bit and um, yeah but those decisions are definitely uh, made like going into races and whether or not we will actually run that horse based on their their training data leading into it and it might be just that we don't think the horse is fit enough for for the race at that that time. That's fantastic, isn't it? So you can see all that from 
the the data you collect and then you look back historically as well. Yeah, exactly. You can benchmark a horse, especially with the horses that we've got now that have been in the system for over three years, the three years that we've been collecting data. And so you can look back three years and you might have a horse that performed really well uh, two years ago in a, in a group race and then we can see exactly where they are leading into that and it really gives the trainers confidence about where they're at and whether we need to do that last gallop or whether we can actually sort of just freshen them into the race and and uh, keep them happy and sound. That's amazing and obviously communication must be a really big part of, or component of your role as well because you've got horses in a lot of different locations and you need to communicate with the trainers and the foremen and I guess the vets as well. Yeah, it all works really well. The the way the data has now sort of um, been sort of implemented in all areas of the the training staff, you know, from even from the ground staff up. But yeah, the everyone's on board. So quite often you'll actually have trainers coming and asking you. But you know, I get the performance analyst will analyse the training uh, daily, and then I will sort of be over top of that, and then I will communicate through to David Kieran or the assistant trainer at the location um, and that's a, it's a daily thing obviously horses are galloping every day um, I would say I work very closely with also um, implementing training programs on the treadmill as well sort of I would sort of say that's been a big area of change in Kieran's training as well and that's just based purely on how a horse handles the treadmill gallop and then we can sort of progress them as we see fit, depending on on their recovery or their their lactate measurements. And technology is driving better performance, and you guys are really at the forefront of that. Tell us about Hitotsu. He's a horse that was raced a couple of times and tested at higher level before he came to you, and then he was purchased by stable clients. He won first up at Donald for you. Tell us what happened after that. Yeah, this one always I get a bit bright and giddy out of talking about Hitotsu. <laughs> Yeah, he was a superstar. Obviously, his his data was um, sensational, was out of this world. Like Ballarat, we would always talk about the numbers with with Hitotsu, but he was a sort of a pivotal moment, I would say, with the data. Um, obviously, a lot of decisions were were made that were hadn't really been done before in racing. Like he he went into the Guineas first up and won a Group One when no other horses had had done that, and that was based off the fact that we could see his recovery data we knew how fit he was based off the work that he was doing and so we knew that he was ready and didn't feel that we that we needed to waste a run prior um, and then obviously going on from that there would have been questions leading into the derby if he could stay the trip he hadn't raced again for six months and then leading into the derby obviously we had to to see that he was fit enough to to run the trip he was traveling up to uh New South Wales, heavy track. There were a lot of uh, different sort of elements to that decision as well, and we had all that data from from training, so we were confident that he would, they would handle the um, other way around the heavy track. And yeah, it was it was a lot of faith, obviously, put in the data for that. There was no, um, you know, race under his belt, or which obviously trainers often refer to to get a horse ready for a race. And so I think it was pivotal not only for for Kieran, Mar and, and David, but also for the horse industry and using data to to um, make those decisions. And you talk about you were confident that he would handle the track. What can you see on the data if a horse doesn't handle the track? 
Uh, there's usually just discrepancies in their in their um, stride frequency or their stride length, different to what they usually are, or perhaps their recovery data is a lot slower, or they're not hitting anywhere near their same sort of max speeds. So there's a few different um, elements, and obviously then you also get the feedback from the riders. The trainers also have their opinion, and it sort of all works together to sort of make uh, a nice confident decision. Do you feel like you know the horses without actually seeing them? Yeah, sometimes I do. Yeah. And what, another example, Royal Merchant, tell us about that filly, Mare. Yeah, she was uh, a really good one for data as well. She worked under Joe up in Sydney. Uh, she always galloped really well on the track and her treadmill data didn't quite support that. She never really recovered well and so what we did was we actually, I worked really closely with Joe and we made sort of in-between uh, treadmill workouts where she was sort of making like incremental uh, stepping stones. So she was always handling the work. We sort of just made it a bit easier and we made yeah, different workouts for her that we we felt would uh, support yeah her sort of um, fitness at the time. And so if you were able to get a horse to train at an optimal level, you can then get them to get that maximal adaptation and and because we didn't necessarily flatten her because you can obviously have a horse overtrain if you're not monitoring these sort of metrics and yeah she's gone on she went on to be probably our most um, consistent three-year-old filly I think Karen said she was racing the longest that he's ever had a three-year-old filly race and she actually went from winning her maiden in, I think, November to winning a group one in, in about May the next year. So, yeah, she it was a really good um, one for for training optimization and actually not just, like, just following a training plan in a program because it's there, but actually um, getting down to the individual level and training the horse that's in front of you. Do you ever have riders come in after they've galloped a horse and, and want to see the data? Yeah, we do actually. It's 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 quite it's quite fun actually, and they they come in and they're so confident that they've run a certain time. Yeah, it's good. Obviously, they they also learn from it as well, and it's only improving our ability to train because you rely so much on your riders to to do the times that you that you set out to do. And yeah, so that's yeah the riders the they also or they also come in sometimes and ask about horses recovery because they think that it's improved or it hasn't and. Yeah, so it's always a good feeling when they're coming and asking questions. That's good, isn't it? So it's improving the trainers and the riders as well. Yeah, I think we've always made it, um, at, at Cairns, we've also made it really accessible. We, we like that staff can come and we have ground staff come in and want to know about their favourite horse from the yard. And you know, I think that when you educate staff about why you're doing this, it also creates a bit of a, a culture around it and and people want to want to do it and they want to be a part of it and they want to be included in projects that we have for yeah so I think that's a it's a it's a really good thing that we've uh, created and owners must really enjoy getting the data or certain parts of it in their updates as well yeah we send out a little um, a little metric and give them a bit of an explanation and we always get really good feedback and owners just love it it's quite it's quite a unique experience that you can obviously get at Karen's and yeah, we're obviously looking to improve that and, and continue to sort of provide that sort of information for owners. But, um, yeah, and when you're at the races and they come up and they want to know and you tell them one little detail like their stride length and they're like, oh, you just got a big stride length. Yeah. That's fantastic. Hey, we know other sports use technology for, 
human athletes and they've really grown in this area. Are there other avenues in sports science that you'd like to, I guess, incorporate moving forward and um, using their technology into horse training as much as you can, football, swimming, anything like that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Josh, myself and Bailey have actually spent a bit of time in Brisbane. We went to the conference where she presented a bit of the work that we've been doing at, at Karen uh, Racing. And it was incredible to see the uh, response we got. And, you know, it's a really good platform to actually um, make connections. And we have quite a good connection with uh, Swimming Australia and Jess Corrins and learning about what they're doing with their athletes and what we can bring across to to horse racing and yeah rugby league we've spent a little bit of time with the uh, Radcliffe Dolphins and seeing how they monitor their athletes uh, live and how they train them for for their league games and like yeah it's been really good to associate with other sports and it's actually been also quite I suppose eye-opening to see actually how far we've come in the three years I've been here because I always thought that we were so far behind but when you have other sports also interested in what we're doing and and asking how we do this or how we yeah, keep, an, keep a horse up for so long and like, what they can actually learn from us and take back to, to human um, sports. So um, that obviously going on, we're definitely always looking out for different technology and ways we can monitor our horses also away from training, whether that's you know, in the, the stables for 24 hours or... Uh, but, yeah, very exciting space to be in. Exactly. And I guess from your perspective, it's all about finding the extra 1% or 2% to get extra performance out of a horse that you may be able to change or tweak something that can give that extra performance on the racetrack. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, at the end of the day, they're athletes and if we can improve their recovery marginally or if we can definitely have them in the right distance or optimise that training to the the, final percent is going to make a difference in... Um, obviously we look at all these different elements and metrics. We look at the, we've got the racing data, we've got the decisions from Karen and Dave, obviously very, very good horsemen themselves. And when all that combines, I think we definitely get the right result. And just like Hitotsu, we're not um, giving that horse that extra training that they don't need, or they're not going into a race slightly underdone because we have that objective data. You know, you're not just relying on your eye anymore, which... Obviously, there are limitations with, and um, yeah, it's it's been really cool to see the way sports science is becoming sort of a normality in in horse racing, and obviously, you know, the welfare side. It's nice to be able to promote that what we're doing on that side of it, you know, to even just to your friends and family that you know you want to get that out there. I love horse racing and I love horses and. I think it's it's a really uh, important uh, part of the industry going forward. And, you know, we're also in a unique position where we have been collecting a lot of data on a lot of good horses and we're always open to collaborating with research partnerships. We've done uh, some research with the University of Nottingham looking at... So they they have all our data and they're sort of analysing different metrics and looking at... They did a paper on... Sh- the locomotory profiles of different horses. And while it wasn't like groundbreaking, it was sort of what we had already seen in the data ourselves. It was good to have that scientifically uh, proven. But 
you know, now they're looking at heart rate metrics and performance. Um, we're also doing a bit of work with Emmanuel van Erk over in Belgium. She's um, specialised in sports medicine and equine sports medicine. So she has all our ECG readings and she's, she's looking at if there are any, is there any way to see um, events of arrhythmia in the ECGs and then correlate that with performance or injury or EIPH and so that's another project that's going on in the background. Um, we're actually also just started something which I'm really excited about with back with Chris Witten and, and Peter Hitchens at University of Melbourne looking at load management and um, injury basically that you know and that's such a big one and I think it's so important. Um, obviously in this this space and and welfare and if we can yeah find that sweet spot I think that could be big but that I'm really excited about that project yeah Yeah, we've actually got Dr Chris Whitten coming in for an episode of here for the horses so uh, it's really fascinating about the structure and workload and the skeletal system of horses and the fact that you might be able to get some data from your horses in training is is fantastic collaborating with Dr Chris Whitten yeah, exactly. I'm very excited about that, and that will be something that we'll be working closely with um, him over the the coming years, and yeah, and hopefully that will lead to uh, further research, and we can really help these incredible athletes and get the the most out of them while also uh, keeping them safe. It's been a fantastic chat, Katrina. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. You've just been listening to an episode of Here for the Horses from Racing Victoria. Your host was Marie McEwen. Here for the Horses is produced at the studios of RSN Racing and Sport. You can download more episodes from the series at equinewelfare.com.au.